of God is God speaking to me. Say it again. Say the word of God is God speaking to me. Say it again. Say the word of God is God speaking to me. Say I am who Christ is. I have what Christ has. I can do what Christ can do. I'm seated where Christ is seated. In heavenly place. I am a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Say it again. Say, I am a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Say, the word of God is for my benefit, is for my profiting. Shout glory. Turn to somebody and welcome the person to today's service. Say, you are welcome. Isn't that powerful? Is it not powerful? Oh, I want to hear your response. Is it not powerful? Shout hallelujah. <laughs> right, what is happening? Amen. Linda, what is getting you so excited? Can you share with us so that we can also, before we take the word, get excited? Amen. Where should we open now? Romans chapter 8. Verse 28, Romans chapter 8. Last week we started talking on the predestinate will of God. And we said a lot of powerful things. Amen. So a lot of powerful things concerning the new creation or the Christian. Hallelujah. The new creation and the Christian. Have you heard something last week? You heard something like, can I see your hands up? You heard something last week. On the new creation and on the Christian. Amen. I talk about a lot of powerful things. Shout glory. glory. Shall we all read Romans chapter 8? We'll go back to our scripture, which is the Ephesians chapter 1, but because of our time, I don't want us to. Romans chapter 8. Shall we all read together? I want to go. Verse 29. Hallelujah. Are we here? Have you heard me talk about your response in the house of God? You've heard about me talk about your response. How many of you have heard about it? Lift up your hands and let me see, please. Heard about it. So some of you have not heard about it. Amen. Shall we all read together one to go? Is that not powerful? Yes, sir. Verse 30. Moreover, whom 
Is that not powerful? Say, I am a child of God. I am a child of glory. My life is a life of glory. My path is full of glory. I produce excellence. I make impact on this earth. I change the world of many in this world. Because of who I am. Say, I know who I am. Oh, say that you mean. Look at somebody. Say, I know who I am. I know who I am. Shout glory. glory. Shall we take our seats? So what shall we then say to these things? What things? Oh, are you here? Yes, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, it is who can be against us? Is this not powerful? Decide to load your spirit with what God says. Don't load your spirit with what others say. Anybody can say something. But what God says is final. Is that true or false? So decide to load your spirit and create a world of the word around you. Amen. Amen. Decide to create the world or a world of the word around you. A world where the word dominates. A world where you rule through the word of God. A world where what you say is what is final, not what circumstances are saying. True or false? Is that possible? That is the kind of life God is expecting from us. Amen. It says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be, is asking, who can be against you? Is somebody against you? So you see, we have turned the scripture, scripture around. That if the people are against us, who then is for us? Come on, shout glory. glory. That is why many Christians are always afraid of things and of people, of demons, of witches and circumstances. He says, what shall we say to these things? If God is for me, he says, who can be against us? Or who can be against you? Can somebody be against you? If God is for you? So what should be your consciousness? The consciousness of the fact of the truth that God is for you. And because He is for you, no one can be against you. Say no one. No one. Can be against you. So whoever stands up to be against you, stands up to the, the person's own distraction. True or false? Is that not true? And that should be our consciousness. That is what we should be saying. But why will Paul say this? This is verse 31. So it starts from where we started reading verse 28. Amen. What shall we say to these things? What are the things? What shall we say? In other words, Paul had meditated and was bringing out revelations. And was bringing out revelations of the Christian, the new creation. After meditating and bringing out all those revelations, when he read verse 31, he says, what then shall we say to all these things we are talking about? What shall we say? If God is for us, who then can be against us? So to understand what Paul was saying in verse 31, you need to know what he was saying from verse 28. Is that true or false? Concerning the Christian. It is only the Christian 
that can say that because God is for me, nothing can be against me. No man on earth can say that. It's only who? Oh, it's only who? That's why I always say that. Believe the word of God. Don't believe the lies of the devil. Believe the word of God. The word of God is truth. It's what? The word truth means reality. So the word is more real than whatever you are hearing. True or false? Is that not powerful? If this is the scripture you run through even just throughout next week, things will happen in your life. Walking with the consciousness and the understanding, the understanding, that because God is for me, nothing can be against me. It, it, it includes all the nightmares you say you are having. It says that nothing can be against you. It's including all the bosses in your workplace who are against you. It says nothing can be against you. Just like when the scripture says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. True or false. So all these complaints of my boss, my boss this, my boss that is because you are talking, your, your, what you are saying is not consistent with what God's word says. Who shall be, he is asking who. So put names there. Who shall be against you? But you see, you cannot talk with this kind of understanding that Paul was given or revelation if you don't know from verse 28. So take us there quickly. Is it not powerful? This scripture is powerful. Meditate on it when you go. Meditate. If God be for me, who can be against me? Then begin to imagine all those who say that they will deal with you. And all the witches you are suspecting, you say, who can be against me? Who can be is that true or false? Or that uncle who is an idol worshiper who says, says, who can be against me? So nothing can be against you. Whatever is coming against you, comes against you at the detriment of that same thing. True or false? Shout powerful. So it says, and we know that all things work together for good. It says, to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. All things. Verse 29. Then it says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Is that powerful? So Paul's, stay at verse 29. Paul's understanding of this scripture, verse 29, is what makes him say, If God then is for us, who? shall be against us. Or who can be against us? Is that not powerful? powerful. Scripture says that as God, that self same thing is God. Powerful scripture. But it says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. So that means that from verse 28 is, for all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. To them who are called according to his purpose. Is that what it says? For we know. For we do what? We are not ignorant. Not someone say, not the person say, ignorant, ignorant. For we know that all things work together for good. Says to them that love God. Then it says to them who are the called. Say the called. According to His purpose. Say His purpose. Then it says, for whom He did foreknow. Now He's trying to explain. For whom God did foreknow. 
He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. So that means that God had a foreknowledge then. For whom? Start verse 29, just 29. Shout glory. glory. Are you following? Yes, sir. Are you following? Yes, sir. If you are following, shout glory. glory. It says, for whom he did foreknow. So God did foreknow some people. For whom he did foreknow. Is that English? Yes, or oh, that is Revelation? It's English. He also did predestinate. So God foreknew some people and then predestinated them to be conformed to the image of his son. Do you understand? When it says God foreknew of the foreknowledge of God, what he's talking about is what God knew before. To foreknow. To know beforehand. So God, as he is God, foreknew something. Or foreknew some people. So it is not now that God knows us. True or false. God foreknew the church. God did what? Then what he did, that, that is before Christ came. He also planned and predestinate or predestinated them to be conformed to the image of his son. You are talking about the predestinate will. So God foreknew the new creation. And then he predestinated them. Now, that word predestinate that he talks about means to prearrange. Write this word, very important. To prearrange something. To prearrange something by divine order that cannot be changed. Shout glory. Shout glory. Shout glory. Is that true or false? So the word predestinate there means that to prearrange by divine order. To prearrange. The word for no means to know ahead of time. Write it down. For no. To, I, I want to explain something. We will just paraphrase the scripture right now. You write our own scripture right now. What in this Bible? Amen. Is that powerful? From whom he did for no. So, for, the word for no there means to know ahead of time. Is that true or false? Then it says that, oh, is that true or false? He also did predestinate. And I said the word predestinate means, means what? To prearrange by what? Divine order in a way that cannot be changed. Then it says he did prearranged. That is by divine order means by God. God prearranged that those he foreknew will be conformed to these are just big big words. I don't know big big words. But we'll break them down. To be conformed to the image of his son. The word conformed there that he uses means to fashion like or to make like. To make like or to fashion like unto. If you have no, no notebook, you are in trouble today. Amen. It will be like you watching what? Chinese movie. All you see is people flying in the air. Nothing else. How they go to fly, you can't tell. Shout glory. Very important. So to be conformed, if you understand this, it will bless your life. Amen. 
to bless your life. The reason why God gives us or God gave the church the revelation of Jesus. The revelation of Jesus. And gave Paul the grace to give the church this revelation is for us to walk as victors in this life. So the Christian who doesn't have that understanding will always walk like a defeated person. Defeated to the devil and by the devil. Defeated by situations and circumstances. But when you walk in the revelation, for instance, Paul said, for we know that all things work together for good. So you find yourself going to a particular situation and you have this revelation, this understanding, for you know, you know, not that you are assuming, not that you are waiting for Pastor Prince to come and now encourage you. It says, for we know that all the things that are working now, for five years we've been jobless, says, they are all what? Working for our good. To them that are the beloved of God. We are God's beloved ones. Is that not powerful? And called according to his purpose. The one who does not know that all things are working for his good will go around complaining and bathing with pure water and all kinds of things because of solution. Is that true or false? Is that true or false? It's very important. But it says to be conformed means to be what? To be fashioned like unto the image. Say image. That word image there means exact copy. Or, I want to create my own English, a copy person. What we say, identical. Write it down, it's very important. Is that not powerful? The word image of his son. So that the son, which is Christ Jesus, will be what? The firstborn among many brethren. God is powerful. Say, he's powerful. I'll be teaching you something today. It's very powerful. So what is he telling us? He's telling us then that God for new, it means that the new creation is a product of the foreknowledge of God. Write it down. It's very important. The Christian, the church of Jesus is a product of the foreknowledge of God. We are a product of the foreknowledge of God. That is why last week I said, and I'm saying it today also, that the Christian is not an afterthought. Lift up your hand and shout glory. glory. Speak in tongues for two seconds. The way some of you are looking, you are not yet charged. Oh, lift up your voice. Mate kabo sitakaba. Mento kobo sunki rabalatosh. Vilitu sikuraba kasento alika. Shout glory. You see, the reason why we want you to be part of the worship service and all that. Amen. Before the word comes, so that you charge your spirit. So that your spirit can be receptive to the word. Those of you, I came and met some boys outside on their phones because it was worship time. Who, when it is worship time, you are outside waiting for the man of God to come and preach. You are not receptive. So all the things you are saying right now, you can't receive. You say amen, amen, but you can't receive. But when your spirit is already charged before the word comes, then your spirit can receive. These things I'm saying, they are sounds in your ears. They have to get into your spirit to work. You know what I just said? The things we teach you are for your benefit. The testimonies they share here. Am I the one sharing the testimony? The last time I said, when the people are in their plane and they are going, am I not here with my shoe preaching? 
Am I the one going? When you get money, 5,000, 6,000, am I the one who gets it? So what we are telling you is for your benefit. And I don't know why we should be so emphatic on something that should benefit you. Is that not strange? Very strange. That is how humans are. Let me tell you something. Last week something happened, but maybe later we'll talk about it. One of our church members who woke up and and she said she sneezed like this. It's him. After she sneezed, logged. She couldn't walk. Is that not strange? You sneeze and cannot walk. You belong to this ministry. Is that not strange? If I don't tell you, do you know? So if the person remains paralyzed forever, wouldn't they say it's Pastor Prince? Yet Pastor Prince has been teaching you here every time on what to do with the word. I've been giving you instructions from January till now. When you come to church, bring your book. Don't let us force you to church. Bring your Bibles. Write down notes. You have been hearing me, but what I say is useless until you sneeze. <laughs> then you say, man of God, please, I cannot walk. I don't know what happened. Just this morning, I just sneezed. Now I cannot walk. They've been holding me around. If they hold you around like that and you call me, I won't come. So, you know, when the person called me, I said I was going there. I was lying down. The Lord told me, don't go. It's on, on my bed. I said, I won't go. And I called the brother, go and bring her to come to my house. I don't have to come to your house. I've been teaching you all this while. What have you been doing with the word? If I had traveled and I was not here, who will you call? That is why I teach you so that... <laughs> Somebody said, what's wrong with me? <laughs> What if we have traveled? We are in China somewhere. Then you say, man of God, please help me. Talk to me on the phone. See, we are not teaching you. We are teaching some of these things to establish you in the faith. We pray for you to have testimony, but it's not enough. Yes, we are talking about people who have testimonies or get to higher positions and some people too want the position and they take them to do whatever and they were telling me all of these things. And I said, I don't know these things are happening the way you are saying it. They say, it's true. And Dr. John was telling me some of the patients that come with some of these things. When they are taken to Juju and they are shot, they want the position by force in the government sector. And another person wants the position and they shoot and you come, it's cancer of pancreatic cancer. And, all that. and you investigate and you discover that is The more you go higher, the more you become an envy. Build your life yourself now before you go higher. Those men of God who are known all over the world, the reason why they are being attacked every time by people here, this person says, the man of God, his name is this, he slept with me. This man says, all those, some of them are lies. Why? Because they are up there. So the demons are looking for a way to bring them down. It is when you go up there, people, if you have not gone anywhere, nobody wants to bring you. You are already down. <laughs> who wants to bring somebody who is down, down? But how many of you want to go up? We are talking about liftings. So it is when you are lifted, and the people see how you are lifted. That's when they say, no, 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 that position, I have to get it. How can a young boy like this get the position? By that time, if you are in this ministry, you should have been built up. Your spirit is so strong that if the Jiju priest mentions your name, fire will drop. Are you prepared? So some of you, even the places you want to get to, they are, they are, they are not ready. They are not prepared. Yesterday somebody told me something. 
that were discussing some of this something and so the person said that somebody came to sow a seed to a man of God. And when the person sowed the seed to the man of God, you see, the person wanted to go and work somewhere. And the man of God said, don't go and work. Because he has gotten the job. He says, don't go. And the seed blocked the person from going there to work. The seed he sowed blocked the person. Because it was when he sowed that seed that the man of God said, don't go. The guy was confused. Ah, I've gotten a job. The way I've been struggling for many years to get a job. The guy did not go after some months. That company collapsed. The people who were all working were all arrested because of something, something fraud or something like that. And put 15 years. All of them one by one by one by 15 years. The guy was in church praising them. <laughs> Is that powerful? So it's very important. I'm sharing these things. When I share things with you, you don't know the experiences we have for which we say that. You might have grown more than us. So you have experience in life. But we are talking about spiritual experience. How can a person sneeze and then cannot walk? And I told them, bring the person. They brought the person to the house. To the house. What even made me more angry or provoked me was the fact that the same person said, Papa, Papa P, I thought I will paralyze forever. <laughs> in my chair in the house, a world changer, thinking, you see, that is how powerful situations are. <laughs> Shout glory. glory. Said, I, I think I'll, I'll paralyze forever. I'll, that I've not prayed for the person, no. Sitting in the chair, thinking about paralysis already. Because they were carrying her like this. A young girl being carried. I looked at her like this for about five minutes. I started laughing. <laughs> I'll be paralyzed forever. So we laid hands, mommy and I, we laid hands. And so this is an injection, it's a spiritual injection. They've injected you. Let's remove all those things from your body. And the person started working there. But my point is, if I was not there, then you'll be carried to somewhere. They will bath you because you still want to walk. Or the demons the next night will come and continue pressing you. The man of God is not there. When he teaches you, you don't take it. Let us deal with you. <laughs> By the time we come to see you, but the prince has been saying this. But the prince, that's why I say when things happen to Christians, don't let us blame God. Why did this person die? Why did that happen? Has he not coming, be coming to church? You don't know what is the personal relationship between that person and the God we've been what it, what, explaining to him. It may be that after church, you are no longer Christian. And on Sundays, you, are, you become a Christian. After Sunday, you are not a Christian. But we see you in church very active. And the next day we say he just did like this and he went off. He's dead. Then they say, where is the man of God? What has he been saying? Is God like this? Why will God be serve God? That's what I teach you everything. Don't be asking God those questions. If don't be blaming God, ask him things for your own. Because not many people are, are, are serious. Have you caught what I just said right now? Is that powerful? I don't want bad things to happen to my church people. Is it true or false? But I cannot stop all the bad things. Even God himself cannot stop all the bad things. <laughs> True or false? What is he saying? To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So for whom he did foreknow. I said the Christian is not an afterthought. Or the new Christian is not an afterthought. That means that he did not come into play after things have gone wrong. When we say something is an afterthought, it means that something 
that is added onto. You build something and you discover that it's not really working well. Or after a period of time, the model is not really. Let us add up some afterthoughts. When it's a forethought, it means that you've already planned that this is how you will do it. So the Christian, in the mind of God, had planned that the Christian will come even before Adam was created. And what God's major interest in was in was in the Christian that was going to come. How many of you heard what I just said? Very powerful. So what he's saying is that for whom he did foreknow, he also did prearrange in divine order. That's the word, predestinate. He also prearranged in divine order that cannot be changed to be made like or created or fashioned like unto the image, the exact copy of his son. So that the ones he foreknew will be identical with his son. Because he was going to, he has predestinated them to be conformed to the image of his very son. So that the Christian or the new creation will be identical with Christ Jesus. So that he bears the same image. That word image means the exact copy of his person, of God's person, of his son's person. So that he had, he foreknew and predestinated things in this way. That is why he says, so that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So that all those who believe in him will become like him. So when God looks at Christ and looks at the new creation, he doesn't see much difference apart from the fact that Christ is the Lord over the Christian. Is that true or false? But in their spirits, when you look at the first year, they are all different. Jesus is like this. The new creation is like this. You are black. You are this. But that is just outward appearance. And the scriptures tell us that God does not look at our outward appearance, but he looks inside. Have you understood what I just said? So it's very important for whom he foreknew or he knew before, he also prearranged by divine order that cannot be changed to be fashioned like unto the very person of his son. And whom did he foreknow? The new creation. Or the Christian. Is that powerful? So when you understand, that's, this, this is understanding. Then after that, I went to verse 30. But I don't want to go into all of that. Then he says, what shall we say to these things? If God foreknew us and prearranged by divine order, but that in the time, to, in some time to come, in some time to do what? He calls that the dispensation of the fullness of time. He says in the time to come, he will do what? He will, he will make sure that that new creation will be conformed to the image of a son. So that the son will be the firstborn and the others will be other bonds. Is that powerful? And I always say there's a difference between the one who was created by God and the one who was born of God. True or false? What you create and what you give birth to are two different things. Thought we shout amen to that one. Is that not powerful? So it's very important to Ephesians chapter 1, I think verse 10. Ephesians chapter 3. Oh, Shibara Katosko. Liverengo Skapala Katos. Miligo Shafrato. Lift up your right hand. Pray in the Holy Ghost more. Pray in the Holy Ghost more. Just talk to the Lord Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness to us. 
We are not living to disappoint you. We are living to manifest your glory. In the name of Jesus. Malitosa adikavala gadosh. Meligo shapratoske peligush kaparandos ebelegeresh. Maligo savralongos kebelegeresh. Take us to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Is that not powerful? Say, I am not an ordinary person. Oh, say it as you tell yourself. When you wake up, tell say, I'm not an ordinary person. I may be going through certain things now. But what I'm going through doesn't define me. What defines me what God is what God says I am. I always say that Abraham was going through a lot of things. Was he not going through a lot of things? But God had called him father of many nations. What God calls you is who you are, regardless of your situation. Write this one down. Is that not powerful? What God calls a person is who the person is. Is that not what is true? Is that not powerful? So, what has God called you? He calls you the new creation. He calls you his child. He says that he foreknew you. Is that not powerful? So, we are not an accident in this life. None of you here is an accident. You did not come by accident. You are not born again by accident. In fact, you didn't even come to this church by what? <laughs> Shout glory. glory. What you even think is a mistake will still work for your good. Hallelujah. Talk, do, you, do you hear what the man of God said? What you even think is a mistake will still work for your good. Yeah. For we are his workmanship. Say, we are. Say, I am. Now, not to say, I know who I am. Oh, say, I know who I am. Nobody can tell me who I am. Because God has already defined me. And I know what he said. Is that true? So, for we are his workmanship. Say, I am his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. We are his workmanship. So I am his workmanship. That means that a piece of art, something that has been created or worked out, what we say, a workmanship. But this time it says, we are God's workmanship. We are. The Christian is God's workmanship. It says, created in Christ Jesus. He is the person God has worked on. We are God's Piece of art. You look at what I just said. A work of art. Or what? The masterpiece. Workmanship. Then it says, created in Christ Jesus. It says, unto good works. It says, which God has before ordained. God has what? So we are not people now looking for purpose. Hey, you see, when you discover your purpose in Christ, your other purposes will align. Did you hear what I just said? When you discover your purpose in Christ, your other purposes will align. Did you hear what I just said? Write it down. Is that powerful? 
you want to be a big, I'm, I'm talking about your other purposes. You want to be a great businessman, other purposes. But when you discover your purpose in Christ Jesus, because of your purpose in Christ Jesus, the other purposes will work. It is like when I said that on the seed that provoked the spirit, I said that when you discover the purpose of your seed or your money that is, you are holding, you discover its purpose. Or when you give with a purpose, all the others will follow. That's the same here. They will align, they will follow. Why? Because you have discovered your purpose in Christ. You have discovered why you want to be a, a, in Christ Jesus, why you want to be a big business person. Not, not uh, I just need money to pay my children's school fees. Is that true or false? Then it says, unto good works which God has before ordained. Before ordained. Everybody say, before ordained. ordained. That we should walk in them. Before. I'm just trying to give you some scriptures to show you that it's before something. It's not after something. It's before Adam we are talking about here. Not after Adam. Now let's come to after Adam. Say say glory. Glory. Now there is what we call there is what we call the introduction of the new creation in the person of Jesus. Write it down. The introduction of the new creation in the person of Jesus. You'll be writing a lot of things today. Today you write more than last week. Is that true or false? You're writing the book down. Amen. Amen. The introduction of the new creation in the person of Jesus. Take us to Ephesians chapter 1 again, verse 4. Let's go back to our anchor scripture. Shout glory. glory. Say, I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. Say, say, I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. Say, I attract ordinary, uh, extraordinary results. I attract extraordinary results. Say, I release extraordinary happenings. I release extraordinary Oh, are you saying it? Or are you, you don't want extraordinary happenings. <laughs> Shout glory. glory. You don't know what it means to move from 0 to 10. And 10 to 100. It's called extraordinary results. May you move from 10 to 100. Amen. According as he has chosen us in him, it says, before the foundation of the world. According as he has chosen us in him, it says, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him. In love. Go to verse 5. Verse 5 says, Having predestinated us, you see the word here again, unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. So he had what? Predestinated us. Paul says us. Which people? Which is the us? The church. He has predestinated. And what is the predestination I talked about? To prearrange in divine, by divine order. That cannot be changed. So he predestinated us unto the adoption of children, he says, by Jesus Christ. So the purpose of God that was in God, that we talked about, we've been talking about, God had decided to work it out by Jesus Christ. It is called the what? The introduction of the new creation in the person of Jesus Christ. It's very important. But you see, he says he has predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. He used a very powerful scripture here. Adoption. It's a, a powerful word. Adoption. Of children by Jesus Christ. So he was going to do it by Jesus Christ. Now, that means that 
when God was creating things in Genesis, He created all the things He created, and even created man. But there was this particular creation that was paramount to all that He had created. That was waiting to be created. Is that true or false? And He had decided not to create this new creation, or the church, or the Christian, the same way He created the first people and the first generation. Adam generation and all the things he created. In his creation, he created as Elohim. Is that powerful? In his creation, in Genesis, he created as what? And he created by speaking. Light be. Is that what he said? But this time was different. And I'll teach you what, what, what makes the difference. What is very important is that it is by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Now, he uses the word adoption. I'll come to it. It's a very, very powerful word. It's a powerful word. powerful word. But you see, there's also what we call the dispensation of the fullness of times. It's there. Ephesians chapter, the same Ephesians chapter 1. Go to verse 9, 10, and let me see. You can write it down. The dispensation of the fullness of times. It will just show right now. That in the dispensation of... We don't have to we'd have read all again. We don't have time. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things, even in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. He says that, that in the dispensation, you already read when he says that he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Have you ever heard that? Go to verse 9, let's read that one, because it looks like it's new to some of you today. It means that from last week till today, have you read something from last week till today? I'm <laughs> Shout glory. glory. If I break a, a test right now, papers, take your pens, let's write. You'll be sure. Zero over ten, zero over ten. <laughs> Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. The mystery of his will. And I said that that mystery of his will has to do with the secret of God's purpose that was in him. Did I say that last week? Then it says that, and God had planned that that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might accomplish that. He calls that time the dispensation of the fullness of times. So it means that in Genesis, even when God was creating, he had ahead of him in his mind a time that he refers to as the dispensation, or a time that the Holy Spirit refers to as the dispensation of the fullness of times. Shout glory. glory. Take us to Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. I want to battle this point quickly. Write it down. The dispensation of the... What is the dispensation of the fullness of times? The dispensation of the fullness of times is the completion of time. Write it down. The completion of time. I'll explain. The completion of time. Are you there? Galatians chapter 4. Can you take us there quickly? I want us to see something there. Shout glory. Verse 1 downwards. He says, I said that it's what? The, complete, the completion of time. It is also the time. Write this one down. It's also the time that all events It says, now I say that the air Let me read this one for you. Shout glory. glory. Shout Glory. glory. Is that not powerful? Right now is the time 
when all events is a time when all events required required or necessary to proceed on with this plan was completed and right. It's also the time. These things I'm giving to you like that is a book I'm writing. Amen. Amen. You are bringing out a very powerful book that will shock the whole body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Your predestined will. Now I say that the air. Did you get that one down? Hi. Shout glory. I said that it is the time when all events required or necessary to proceed on with the plan was completed or was and was ripe. Because that time the dispensation of the fullness of times. Not somebody said the dispensation of the fullness of times. So it says now I say that the air. As long as he's a child, it's not different from a servant, though he's Lord of all. Verse 2, quickly. Take us quickly, quickly. I want just to show you. But it's under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. It's what? Under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Go to verse 3. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Verse 4. But when the fullness of the time was come, it says it here again. When the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman. Say, made of a woman. Made under the law. Say, made under the law. Verse 5. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Do you see there? Is that not powerful? So he calls that time the fullness of times. The fullness of times. The time was now what? Set already for that to happen. Right for it to happen. So all throughout when God was, was working with all the men he worked with, from Noah to Elijah to Elisha to uh, the women, Deborah and all that, he had the fullness of times in mind to do something else, which none of them knew. What makes us great is that we know something that the Old Testament men did not know. Did you hear what I just said? We know something that the Old Testament men did not know. God hid it to them and revealed it to us. And that is the revelation we are sharing. And that is concerning God, His Son, and His church. Shout glory. glory. Shout glory. glory. Is that powerful? So this is very important, the dispensation of the fullness of times. But he uses a very powerful word, adoption. Should I teach it now as you wait? Take us back to Ephesians chapter 1. I'll teach you. I'll teach you. Don't worry. Say, I am not ordinary. I am not ordinary. When this understanding hits you and you are walking in this life, you know that you know that you know. That's what I call assured hope. That even though you have a zero account today, it will not continue forever. Even though you have projections and they have not yet manifested, and you look like a nobody. That somebody you are in Christ will manifest. Over the nobody you look like. 
Do you hear what I just said? The somebody you are in Christ will manifest over the nobody you look like. <laughs> Shout glory. glory. Nobody on this earth has enough right to show me what I want to become. Apart from the Holy Ghost. Prophets can prophesy. They can see all of that. But when you have this understanding, you know within your knowing. That's why the book says, you know within your knowing that this thing will happen. It will not happen in the first year. It will still happen. And you walk as somebody who is preparing for that to happen. Not as somebody who is sitting for that to happen. Your, your, I've said it before, your vision must be great. A Christian, any Christian, if you are born again, your vision must be great. The impact you want to make on this earth must be great. Say great impact. Great impact. When you think that I want to start a clinic in, 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 in Ghana, or a hospital in Ghana, then you think beyond that because of who you are. And the ability of God's knowledge and the spirit to accomplish that vision. Do you hear what I just said? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you move beyond that hospital and clinic you want to have in Ghana to the hospital and clinic you want to have all over nations. You cannot dream like that when you see yourself ordinary. Is that true or false? So that understanding of me, I work in this company in 3,000, it is good for now, the goodwill. But when this understanding hits you, before you say farewell to your family people, the whole earth should have heard your name. Is that the Christian? Yes, Jesus did not die just to walk, come, just walk around and just died. Is he not our master? Then after he died, we've even forgotten about him and we are just doing our own thing. Is he not our master? Is he not alive? If it is true that he is alive, then we can carry the gospel to everywhere without fear. That also means that we can see the manifestation of our visions individually through the influence of the knowledge of God or the understanding you have of yourself in Christ. Did you hear what I just said? So that business you have, don't just think about where it is now. That is why when I see people, you just started a business, you've gotten some small money, 5,000 coming every month, all of a sudden you start going to church. Is it not strange? You will do great things on this earth. I've said that nobody ever worked with God and did small, small things. Small, small things. All those great names we even mentioned in history, some of them who were Christians, did, that's what, was it last week I was talking about Rockefeller? Mighty things. We are not here to do small, small things. That's why we are not in a hurry. Tell somebody I'm not in a hurry at all. By the time I set into myself into motion, people will come and see us, Ben. Shout glory. John Wesley said that set yourself on fire and people will come and see you, Ben. They will come and watch you, Ben. Is that powerful? Set your business on fire and people will come and watch that business do what? Ben. Set your finances on fire and people will come and watch your finances do what? Ben. They will ask you, your secrets. People must ask you the secrets. Say powerful. powerful. 
in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. So there is also what we call the working of God's will. Write it down. You see here, verse 11. I'm sharing with you something. Sometimes people ask, how do all those things happen? How do all those things happen? You understand it from this one. Amen. How did God do all the things he's done? To the point where the scripture says that all the powers and principalities are learning the wisdom of God from the church. To the point where the scripture says that if the devil knew, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. It shows you the kind of wisdom God has. And doesn't only have it and sitting in heaven. He has given us the Holy Spirit to have that wisdom. Is that true or false? Say powerful. So the devil was ignorant, crucifying Jesus. It was what? I finished the man. He didn't know that after finishing that man, the man will come back and raise us. Bring us out. That's how ignorant the devil is. That's why when I see the devil give you some injection, you sneeze, I begin to wonder. You and the devil, who has wisdom? <laughs> Shout glory. glory. So he calls that the working of his will. Now write that one, the working of his will. Then he also says that he worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. So write, write this one, the counsel of his own will. You see, he says, this is English. Being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. That is God. Working out all things after the counsel of his own will. Shout glory. glory. Shout glory. glory. When it says there, working of his will, it means that God's way of accomplishing that which he wants to accomplish. Or God's way of accomplishing his will. Write it down. God's way. The way God operates. Bring that word there. Operates. Say operates. The way God operates in accomplishing his will. He calls that what? The working of his will. Oh, who is mighty? Who is glorious? So it says that working all things, and I said it, it means what? Mm-hmm. The way God operates in accomplishing His will. For instance, and this, these things Paul uses are very important. <laughs> Shout glory. glory. Because there are even Christians today who don't believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. There are Christians who don't believe that. I remember when on campus, some Muslims said, no, it's not true. A Christian lady says, it's true. At the point in time, the Muslim was able to convince the Christian lady. He said, what you're saying is true. What you're saying is true. He brought it to the Christian fellowship. The Christian fellowship, which I who named the Okarekanoi. <laughs> is that true or false? So there are Christians who don't believe that. They don't even know. Because of this one, the working of his will. Then he talks about the counsel. He works all things according to the counsel of his own will. Now, when you talk about the counsel of God's will, it means the wisdom. Write it down. It's very important. The wisdom. The strategies. And decisions. The wisdom. The strategies. And the decisions 
that God employs. God employs in carrying out his will. Malado Sondologos Kabalagadosh Maradahasa Ligos Kappa Strategies in what? Carrying out his will without any external influence. Without any what? Or contribution from someone. It's plenty, eh? That is good. You have a whole week to chew it. If you were you were you were you were on campus, you'll be chewing things. Don't you chew things? You chew some baba and you don't even understand what they are talking about. And sometimes you chew some babas of some names, mentioning some some of them are even dead and by this time they are in hell, they are beating them. <laughs> then they are letting us le- <laughs> shout glory. glory. Is that not powerful? So God employs in doing what? In doing what? In carrying out his will without what? Without what? Any external influence. It also means God being operational. Write it down. In accomplishing his will. By himself. Shout glory. So, let me give you an example like the The working of his will. Let me just give you an example in the Bible, not just the new, new creation. An example in the Bible. For instance, the scripture says when Sarah was very old, she was very old, and she, she had not conceived at that time. When she conceived, she conceived as an old woman. Was this, is it true or false? As an old woman. Now, that is called the working of God's will. He had given promise to Abraham. It was time for fulfillment. Sarah was so old, and Sarah had to carry a baby. In her womb at that age. So God had to subdue all things to make it possible. By his oppression. He did not just give Abraham and Sarah a child by dropping a child and going. So when they woke up, say, this is a miracle baby. The baby is there. No. He made Sarah conceive to carry the child for nine months. And gave Sarah strength to bring the child out. How is that possible? It's through the working of his will. It's called the working of his will. So now you are wondering, how, did, how was Christ raised from the dead? He went to hell. How was he raised from the dead? It's through the working of his will. So Paul explaining to us in Ephesians tells us that of his great power, he says, which he wrought in Christ Jesus, or he worked out in Christ Jesus by raising him up from the dead. Because that the working of his will. Then the counsel of his own will that he talks about is when God uses strategies and decisions and what? His own wisdom. Not counting on somebody else's wisdom. God is wisdom. Is God not wisdom? So he uses that in accomplishing his will. For instance, Joseph. Joseph had gone through a lot of things. When it was time for Joseph's lifting, it was time for his what? This month is your month of lifting. Amen. When it was time for Joseph's lifting, the scripture says Pharaoh had a dream. So it means that God gave a dream to Pharaoh and made sure none of Pharaoh's wise people and all that could interpret the dream, could say and interpret. God intentionally worked, decided to do it like that. 
That's what he calls the counsel of his will. Give a dream because it was time for Joseph to be lifted up. See, when you walk with this, when it is time for you to become great, God will suspend all that needs to be suspended. And remove all that those who need to be removed. And bring all those he needs to bring. Let me tell you something. Nobody can seize your blessings. Because you don't understand some of these things. Because of the counsel of his own will. If you are in God's plan, following his... I'm not talking when you are a pastor or a prophet. When you are following God's will as his child. He gave him a dream. Nobody could narrate the dream and interpret the dream. And God was working all of this just for one man called Joseph. In the Old Testament. Not born of God. Your greatness is sure. Amen. You see, these are things that hit us. Left. You see, you see what I'm saying? Is it not powerful? So if you are in your room and you are thinking like, even Joseph, even Joseph, me, a child of God, born of God, speaking in tongues, your greatness is sure. Amen. Whatever you are going through right now is working for your good. Amen. Your greatness is an assured greatness. Amen. You hear what I just said? Your lifting is an assured lifting. Until nobody could interpret the dream, until Joseph, who was in prison, had to be remembered. Why did the guy forget Joseph until that particular time? When it was time, Joseph was remembered. True or false? Joseph was brought to come and narrate the dream, interpret the dream, and to be lifted as a slave. In a particular nation. Not as a citizen. Think about it. Is that not powerful? It is called the counsel of his will. So God used this same thing in bringing us out. The counsel of his own will. Is that powerful? There is also what we call the good pleasure of his will. Write it down. Today we only talk a lot of things. A lot of revelations are not coming. There are certain things that are coming. Very important. So when you, Because when you understand some of these things. That God working all things according to his when it, is, when it is time, nobody can stop it. When it is what? It is called the appointed time. There is always an appointed time. When it is not yet time, you can go to what you go to, past year, past year, and still hold on to the word and your faith and your confessions and be praying. It's not yet time. But you, are, you have an assurance that this thing will work. When it is time, you will not speak in tongues because you've already spoken in tongues all throughout. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yes, so tell someone, say, don't give up. Don't give up. You are God's purpose. God's if the person doesn't say, you are in God's purpose. You are in God's plan. You are in Christ Jesus. Is that powerful? Glory. But when it is time, you don't struggle. Oh, there's just manifestation. People, you'll be wondering, even yourself. That's why it says, when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion. It says, we were, we were like them that dreamed. I've seen by experience that when it is time for God to do something great in the person's life, and the person's living in the church, God doesn't come and, sometimes God doesn't come and tell us, because he doesn't have to. You just be there one day, you say, man of God, man of God, yeah, they break See, what has happened? Then they'll be telling you what has happened. The counsel of his own will. 
when I went to the place, they all of a sudden, the person doing the interview was just interested in me. He says, don't worry, you go. Do he asked me only one question. I said, go home and sleep. The work is yours. Those are operations. You go and they give you one question. He said, go and sleep. <laughs> the work is already yours. Shout glory. Glory. Is that not powerful? Great things will happen in your life. Amen. This year, 2020, whatever has been your desire, and you've been crying out, Father, this is the time. And you've been crying for five years, six years, two years, three years. The scripture says God is not slack concerning his promise. He's not what? Slack concerning his promise. So what, what, we, what we call one day is a thousand years before God. And a thousand years is one day before God. But keep your hope alive. Yes. Keep your faith active. Yes. Don't let anybody tell you you are a nobody. Say, I don't know everybody. I'm nobody. God, if you have blessed me by this time, you, you, you refuse. The one says, oh, you are nobody. Where will you get to? You say, in the name of Jesus, I'm going places. I'm entering places. Some of you, we are mentioning rich men on this earth. Very soon, the rich men will be consulting you. You say, how did you do this? Is that true or false? Until you open your spirit. See, the scripture says that as a man thinketh in his heart, it says, so is he. I don't have to be at the stadium before I know I'm big. The, the stadium side is when it is now manifesting for the others who are the enemies that you set the table before are now seeing. what I just said. I don't have to be at the stadium before. I remember when we started going on TV, one lady in the church said, Man of God, don't you think we are too small to go on TV? We should wait. When, when we are plenty, then we go on TV. It will put stress on us. I said, the way you are thinking. <laughs> as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So when you think in your heart, this message I'm giving you, it will turn you into something else. Amen. It says, as far as your eyes can see, I will give it to you. It is said even in the Old Testament that Caleb was old, yet he said, give me this land, let me go and take it. He could see himself possess nations. What do you see? You see yourself in Ghana working in somebody's company. You remain there until you go on what? Pension and you are going for snake, whatever, and the snake is small. Did you hear what I just said? See yourself possessing nations. Did you hear what I just said? You may just be a hairdresser. You are not a common hairdresser. Don't think like I'm a common hairdresser, even now, my madam. That is the beginning stages. As you, I'm, and I'm telling you this not to just give, make you. I'm telling you what the truth of God's word can do. The truth that raises a dead can raise any man to be anywhere. Is that true or false? And this message is not for everyone, it's for those people who are ready for something. Who are not looking at where they are. That's why we look not on the things which are seen. We look at the unseen. The question is, can a man look at what is not seen? Is that a powerful question? But says we look at the unseen. It is unseen to the world. It is even unseen to our family members. Sometimes even unseen to our wife and our children. But we can look at it. 
as long as our eye can see it there. God told Abraham, say, Abraham, look to the north, to the south. Says, as far as your eyes can see, I've given it to you. When the Israelites went to check, they came, they said, we were like grasshoppers before them. Their people are giants. That was, was that what they were seeing? That was what they were seeing. Only two or three people said, no, we are able to take over. Anybody who believes the word and says we are able to take over nations. This company I'm just starting. It is just a small company. It is just located, located in uh, where? Amazon or Kaswa somewhere. Is that not powerful? You say it is just at Kaswa somewhere. If you could see that Kaswa company become international, it will become international. One testimony that Bishop David normally says is they started the Covenant University. Now it's an international something. Everything is possible to them. All things are possible to them that believe. You may be going through what you are going through now because God is preparing you for the great things ahead. There are things ahead that if they give it to you right now, something will happen. You somersault. If it's just somersault, cry. Some people have gotten big, big breakthroughs that when they break to they shouted, hey, that was all. <laughs> they went blank, you couldn't talk again. May you receive such kind of breakthroughs. May you receive such kind of testimonies. May you receive such kind of miracles. Shall we please be upstanding?